All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the No BS podcast. Uh, back by popular demand, we have James uh, Can. Or do you want to call you Can or Can't? What do you prefer? No, whatever you like, Liam. You can call me anything. <laughs> I just call him James. There's only one James in my life. So, <laughs> James uh, from JCF Coaching. We got a lot of requests after our last session, guys, the two parter. So, we brought James back. We've also brought in our newest coach here at PFC, Allison. She is just, what, about under a month in, Allison? Six weeks, yeah. Six weeks, yeah. So just basically brand new. Um, Allison has been rocking it with the PFC members in the Champion CEO program, working on basically mindset, um, you know, defaulting your time, managing stress and overwhelm, which we're talking about today, how to set goals, really just all things related to the burnout and stress that you guys feel every day in your contracting business. And we're going to go through some tactics. Uh, and like James said, we're going to try and help you guys solve this problem uh, of what you kind of experience day to day in terms of the chaos. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class. They call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. So I want to just maybe start by Allison, now that you've been you know, six weeks in the program, meeting these guys and girls, why do you mm-hmm. think so many contractors are super stressed out and overwhelmed with, you know, aside from the fact that they're running a business and they got a lot of things? Well, going yeah, on. right. Business is overwhelming and stressful if we let it be. Um, I think it's what I'm seeing is just a lack of control over their schedule, more um, reacting than planning, right? Just reacting to things as they come up. And delegating, they need to delegate, but it's hard to delegate, right? So just releasing that fear of delegating and doing it. Um, I think those are the common things that I see coming up regularly yeah. so far. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When someone says delegate, I just say give up control. That's what you really mean. <laughs> That's all it is. Delegate is a fancy word for give up control. Uh, yeah. So, so James, for those who don't know you, I'll just give everybody an intro if they already know you from the other podcast. So, James, coaches, men and women, but a lot of really super successful high-end business guys, you know, owners, entrepreneurs, like many of you guys listening, people are running their own business. They have big teams. They get super stressed out, even though, you know, they got things rocking and they're successful. And James's, you know, clientele and you know, I guess JCF family deals with this issue as well quite a bit. So James, in terms of you know the overwhelm, the burnout with what you see, let's say maybe not in contracting, but with other business owners, what do I guess how do you see it show up? And again, how do you see it being fixed? Yeah. So the main way that we see it show up is in overwhelm. We've got all this stuff going on 24 7, 365, and it's always running around. Like the thing with business owners, right? We're, we're a little bit different to normal people. We're slightly insane, right? Because <laughs> when you're a business owner, you're taking on all this risk, right? And when you have a business which is there, it's like having a newborn, it's like having a baby. 
And it's always going to be on your head. Even when it's doing fine, it's always going to be on your mind and it's just going to be spinning all the time. You're always going to have thoughts about it. It's like this thing which is just constantly sitting in the back of your brain. And that's why a lot of business owners will feel like, you know, they wake up in the middle of the night, right? Thinking about their business. I remember back in the day when, uh, when, when I didn't have my business so like systemized out so well, I would wake up thinking about imaginary clients that I hadn't looked, looked after and like be like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and the Sophie would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't even coach that person. Does that person even exist? And, and so I'd just be thinking about this business like all the time and all the problems that are there. And it's so common when you're running a business to just be in a state of you have so many problems going on. And because that's part of what business is, right? Business is just problem solving, which means that in order for you to have a business, you must have problems. And I think that's one thing we're going to get really, really comfortable with is that you are always going to have problems. And when we have continual infinite problems to solve, we often get this state of what I call analysis paralysis, where you have so much shit going on, so many things to fix, you don't know where to start. And I think, Alison, you were just mentioning before, before we, we pressed the, the live button, that one of the big things that we see is that we get a lot of guys who have loads of problems that they need to have solved, loads of things, but they don't know where to start. So they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to do anything, just stick my head in the sand, right? Or I'll go to the pub and get pissed. That's a really, really common one for business owners that I work with. Like just get yeah. drunk, go out. A lot of guys use drugs, like things like that to just kind of escape from this massive wall of problems that we have. And then the next thing is feeling like we're always putting out fires. It's like, it's so common. We'll have like a record month or a record quarter in business and everything will be going well. And you're like, sweet, I can just kick back, relax. Everything's groovy. I've got a great business. And then the whole thing shits itself the next day. Right. And it's just this feeling like constant up and down, up and down. I'm going really, really well, making loads of money. Life's good. Bang, an employee quits, right? And goes right. and works with a competitor. And it's just constantly putting out fires. Uh, the other feeling that we get a, a lot of the time, particularly when we're in this state of overwhelm, we're feeling like we can't focus, is we feel like we're carrying everyone. Like we're carrying this whole business. And sometimes that also extends to our family as well. Uh, one of the things that I'm not so proud of, but I'll share with you guys is that I used to uh, firmly believe, like I, so when Soph and I, Soph, by the way, is my wife. She's amazing. She's awesome. I'm punching so far above my weight. Um, and she's really, really cool. But sometimes like when we would have like a fight or a disagreement, I would literally say, I'm carrying this fucking family. Like I'm the one doing everything. I'm running the business. I'm making everything happen, which is a total load of bullshit, right? But that's how I felt. I felt right. like I was carrying the business. I was carrying my you know, 15 employees that I had at the time. And then I was carrying the family. And then I was the one doing everything and, and everything was on me. And then that spiraled out and, and moved on to something else, which is feeling like no one can help. Like I've got all these. No one gets it. Yeah. No one gets it. Right. No one gets what and, I'm going through. You know. <laughs> and I'm gonna say it's like yes, you are special, right? Every single human being is special, particularly business owners, right? I might be a bit biased there, but particularly business owners, very special, right? You're very, very special, but you're not fucking unique, right? Don't give me that bullshit. All the problems that you have, somebody else has them, right? And because of this, when we feel like no one can help or no one can do anything. No one can help us get out of this rut. We'll often just stay in there and sit in our misery and just get comfortable there. And another thing that was awesome, you said this before, Alison, as well, is like 
we often get comfortable with the chaos. We often get comfortable sitting in these problems. And I know it sounds weird because most people will say, well, no, no, I don't like being broke. I don't like working 100 hours a week. Well, so what are you doing to fix it? And the data would argue otherwise, right? A hundred percent. And it's like, if there's a contractor out there right now who isn't getting coached by PFC, what the fuck are you doing, right? If you have problems and you're not getting coached by a company that can solve all of those problems, which is specifically designed to solve those problems, what are you doing? You're sitting in your own crap. And I'll put it to you this way. It's like, we've all sat in a spa. Do you call it a spa or a jacuzzi? Spa. It's in a spa, jacuzzi, whatever it is, right? And you're in a spa or jacuzzi and you sit in there and it's warm and it's comfortable and it's nice because it's like 37 degrees Celsius, whatever that is in Fahrenheit, hundred and something degrees Fahrenheit. And it's really, really nice and warm in the spa. And outside of the spa, it's cold, cold as fuck. But particularly if you live in Canada, it's freaking freezing over there. I don't know how you guys do it, right? And it's cold and it's windy and it's miserable outside of the spa. But in the spa, it's all nice and warm. And you're in the spa and you're in the spa with all your friends. You're in the spa with everybody. And it's comfortable because they're there. But you know what's also in a spa? Have you ever looked at like the top layer of the water in a spa? Do you know what's there? Grime. Grime. Oil, skin cells, yeah. the odd hair. Let's be honest, a little <laughs> bit of toenail. Right, a toenail. Oh. It's disgusting. <laughs> like you'll never want to jump in a spa again after looking at it, Right. But it sits on the top there and that's like our problems, right? Floating around there on the top, but it's comfortable because we're soaking in here because everybody else has the same problems. Everybody else is in the spa there with us. Everybody else is warm, even though there's this thing layer of grime on the top. And so we go to get out because we're like, hey, I don't want to swim around in your poo anymore. And you get out, but it's cold and it's windy and it's miserable and it's uncomfortable because we've become so used to soaking our own feces at 37 degrees that that's what we know and that's what we're there with. So the thing is, it's like you've got a choice. Do you want to continue soaking and marinating in your own sweat and everybody else's sweat and oil and skin and hair and toenails and band-aids and all that sort of stuff floating around the top? Or do you want to get out and be a little bit uncomfortable and do something about your problem? Jump out, get cold, get uncomfortable, but actually be away from the crap that you're in your life. And here's the crazy thing is that it is incredibly uncommon for someone to get out of the spa. Very, very uncommon. It takes a very, very special person to actually get out of there because most people won't do it because it's too difficult. And I know it sounds crazy because most people would say, no, I want to be rich. I want to have money. I want to work less. I want to have financial freedom. I want to spend more time with my family. But they're so comfortable being stuck in a state of stress, being stuck in broke, being stuck saying, no one understands me. No one knows me. No one can help, right? They feel like it's their duty, it's their identity to be the business owner who always puts out fires that they won't ever get out of the spa. But the special person is different. The uncommon, we call them uncommon, right? The uncommon person, this is the one percenter, the one percenter gets out of the spa as quickly as possible and is happy to be uncommon as long as it means all of their problems are solved and they'll do anything to solve their problems. And that's the biggest difference by far. The uncommon person, the guy who's successful gets out, gets cold, gets uncomfortable, and then can move forwards. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And do you think that some of those people don't realize how comfortable they are? Like, do you think it's worth taking a look and asking yourself? Like, you know how you say like they're they're relating to their feelings as reality, right? But I think a lot of us don't see what we don't see. So 
Totally. We're in the struggle. We're in the the upset, the overwhelm. And we think we want out. But when we work with a coach and we get into conversation, we realize that there's a fear of coming out because coming out means now I don't know what to do. Right. And it's scary. And like you said, uncomfortable. And I think that's the power of working with someone who can help get you there. Right. Well, I think even before then, one of the, the, the biggest things, we, we had this guy actually who reached out to us and his name was Darcy, right? And Darcy's a really, really lovely fellow, but very, very misguided. Uh, Darcy was very anxious. He was very stressed out. He was working a million hours a week. He was making so much money, he didn't know what to do with it. He was blowing most of it on piss, the rest of it on gambling and drugs. And so it was like, that was his life. He worked his ass off, worked really, really hard, spent all his money and blew it. And Darcy came with us to work with us, right? And he came in to get some coaching, get some help because he didn't want to be that way any longer. And one of the crazy, this is one of the most insane stories like I've ever heard because I was talking with my crew and they were working with Darcy and within one week, Darcy had given up. And you know why he gave up? He gave up because he was worried. One of our programs is worth 4K, right? And he was worried about what his friends would think of him for investing 4K into himself, right? Right. And so... He wanted to be in the spa so bad that even after he got out, he just jumped straight back in mm-hmm. to sit in his wallet. And you know what's funny is Darcy still messages me to this day. Still messages me. Really nice guy. Have a great chat. But he's always going to be a spa sitter. And he's always <laughs> right. going to be in there. You know, he'll never, ever get out. And that's the thing. It's uncommon to get out of the spa. But when you do, that's when the really cool shit happens. Because I've got another guy. His name's Marcus, right? Marcus runs a, a big mining contracting company here in Australia. And when I met Marcus, he was broke as a joke. Didn't have a dollar to his name. A massive contract that he had didn't pay him anything. So they were like on the verge of going like bankruptcy. He was in that scramble stage No one of business. listening can relate to that. Not yeah, yeah, no, no one's ever not been paid, right? <laughs> yeah. so it's like he was scrambling. So like these, these are big contracts, right? In mind, yeah. big, big contracts. And he just didn't get paid, right? Strung out. He's got like finances coming after him, like everything. It was, it was really tough for him. Almost, almost did him in. Um, and he was just like buggered, right? He was stressed as anything, as you can imagine. His guts weren't working. His body wasn't good. Like nothing was good at all. And pretty much he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and I'm going to work with you, James, because I need to fix all this stuff. I need to fix my health. I need to fix my stress. I need to fix my digestive system. I need to fix all this sort of stuff. And I worked with Marcus and he got the fuck out of the spa as quickly as he could. And four years on, he's got a business which is worth 70 million, right? Sorry, not worth 70 million. He's doing $70 million in revenue per year. So put the multiplier on that. I think you're looking at some 300 million, right? That it's worth. And there's a big difference between those two people. It's like if you just get out and you solve your problems straight away, then life is really easy. Whereas if you sit in the spa and you get comfortable there, well, you're always going to have the same problems over and over. And so the way that I say this is, how do you know if you're in the spa? How do you know if you actually have problems and not being solved? Well, what I want you to do right now, and I'd like everyone to do this right now, I want you to write down the five biggest problems that you have in your life right now. Could it be you don't have enough money? You're not spending enough time with your partner. Maybe you're having, maybe you don't have sex with your partner anymore because you're, you're working so much, right? You don't have enough time for date nights. You don't have enough time for intimacy. You don't have enough time for passion or connection. Or what about with your kids? Maybe you don't get along well with your kids because whenever you do get home, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're grumpy, and you can't be fucked dealing with their shit, right? And so write down the five biggest problems that you have in your life right now. We'll make it 10 even, five, 10 problems. You guys, we've all got thousands of them. Write them down. 
And then next to them, I want you to do another column. I want you to write, what are you doing to fix it right now? And if that column is blank, or if that column has some bullshit answer, like I'm planning to do this, right? It's crap. Like what's the actual action that you are taking to fix that? And here's a way that I want you to think on it. So I spend $300,000 a year on mentoring. And most people are like, what the fuck? That's so much money. I'm like, that's cheap, right? Because I make millions off the back end of that, right? From doing that sort of stuff. There's a great expression that one of my early mentors uh, taught me, which is stand on the shoulders of giants. You can try and pave the way yourself. You can try and fix all of your problems yourself. And you will be able to do it over time. You're more than capable of it. The most amazing thing about the internet is that every single problem that you have can be solved by using the internet. Are you just willing to spend you know, the next 60 or 80 years of your life figuring out those problems? Or would you rather take a little shortcut? Would you rather go and learn from someone who's already done it before and then move on at a much, much faster rate? Like, Which way would you want to go? So the thing that I always say is stand on the shoulders of giants. And a lot of people like to say, oh, well, I want to do this all by myself. I want to be self-made. I hate to break it to you, honey, but you've got a mom and a dad, right? Okay. So literally right from the very start, you were not self-made. You were made by two other people. Like the whole thing about being made, about being created and born came from two other people. You growing up, you didn't just pop out as a baby and say, right, I'm going to go and conquer the world. No, you sat on your mom's boob for the next two years, right? And then after that, you went and you got an attachment to your dad because all kids that are around the age of two have an attachment to their father or a father figure, right? And so you went and you went and learned and imprinted from them. So right from the very beginning, you were not safe, self-made. And I'm sorry if this comes across as rude or uh, no, I think prickly it's at all. True. Yeah. It is true because no one is self-made. So get that shit, get that ego out. And I'm a big advocate for killing ego. And the reason why I don't like ego is because it is the most harmful, it is the most dangerous, and it is the most limiting aspect of a human that any human can have. And the reason why I say that is because no human was meant to survive by himself. No man was ever meant to be successful without the interworkings with others. That's why we have teams. Do you think Jeff Bezos would be worth hundreds of millions of dollars if he didn't have an amazing team? Do you think Jeff Bezos is flying every single Amazon jet, delivering every single package? No, of course he's not. Do you think Elon Musk learned everything himself and never had someone guide him or teach him or impact him at all? Of course not. We're all here and we're meant to be working in with teams. And when we get this bullshit ego idea that this is all on me, Nobody knows or understands me. Nobody's ever been through what I've been through before. It is stupid. And I may be a little bit uh, emphatic on this. And I'm emphatic on this for a reason because back when I was in my early 20s, I was about 21, I was doing pretty well. We're making about 500 grand a year, right? And I previously before that, I was a broke uni student, right? So I was so broke, I would go down to the local Chinese butcher. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a Chinese butcher. I don't know what they're like over in Canada. In Australia, a little bit dodgy. Okay, it's like you go there and they've got bloody cow tongues hanging in them in in the, in the window. They've got like oxtail, whatever that is. They've got all this weird shit, right, sitting in the window. Same here. And and they don't exactly get the best quality meat either, or at least where I went to anyway. Uh, and so I used to get these five dollar a kilo rump steaks from there. And that when I put them in the frying pan to cook them up, 
all the water and juices and grime would come out, right? And because it hadn't been prepared properly, looked after properly, frozen, thawed, frozen, thawed over and over and over again. It was bad and it was tough. It was like eating a fucking boot. That's how broke I was, right? And then I got to a stage where I'm making 500K a year. And so I'm making 500K in this business, 20, 21 years old, young, young, dumb, full of cum, and just like doing loads of stupid stuff with it. And because of the business that I was in, I was quite new into this. I was one of the first people to go into like online fitness coaching. And so we had a massive advantage there, which allowed our business to grow really, really strongly. And I still remember it to the day. I was sitting in the room with a dude who was a marketing genius. This dude had a business and he was in like his late 20s, about 28. He had a business that was doing some $20 million per year in a marketing agency. And that's going back nearly 10 years ago now. So this dude was crushing it, like absolutely crushing it. And I remember him just wanting to take me under his wing and teach me everything. And I still remember remember then sitting back and saying, mate, I've got so much money. I don't know what to do with it. And it's like, I'm crushing it here. I'm crushing it here. Everything's absolutely fantastic. And, and telling him about how good I was and that nobody could help me because this is my business. I've created this stuff. I've met, like, this is all me, this massive ego trip that I had. And I still remember the dude, I didn't pick up on it, on it at the time, but I look back on it now. The dude was literally like rolling his eyes at me. Like you're a fucking idiot. Right. Because here I was, this young, cocky, arrogant, ego driven kid who thought that he knew everything and thought that nobody could help him. And I'm not going to say that everybody here who's listening is ego driven, is, is as arrogant as what I was. But if you haven't reached out for help and you think that your problems are totally unique, you're kidding yourself. Go out and fix them. Because if we don't fix our problems, look at who it impacts. We think that with business, all we're doing it for is we're just doing it to make money and just to get by. It's like, no, you're not. Think about every single customer that you serve. Let's say that if you do roofing, right? If you do roofing and you, do, you, you don't serve your customer to the highest level, if you haven't innovated, if you haven't learned more, if, you haven't, if you're not using all of the best techniques in order to put on a roof, then you're going to have a customer who is going to pay more money, is going to have an inferior roof, an inferior quality product, and is not going to have a good time. And you think about the impact that that's going to have on their life. It's going to be freaking massive because I don't know about you guys, but my house doesn't work so well without a roof, right? And then the next thing after that that we forget to think about is that, well, what about your family? What impact does you not solving these problems have on your family right now? Are you not seeing your kids? Are you not hanging out with your wife? Are you not able to have sex? You're so exhausted, you can't do anything. Are you an absent father? We all know how much of an impact that has on a kid. One of the least talked about things is the is how important having a real male role model in the house is. And if you're not there, you're immediately setting your kids up for either failure or for an extremely difficult, tough, emotional life. And we can think about that. And that goes on and on and on. It's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about every single person that we interact with. And I think that's one of the coolest things about business because when we get it right, and when we solve all of our problems and we get the fuck out of that spa and we be uncommon, we be like the 1% of people who actually get out of the spa, that's when we actually have the chance for creating happiness, for creating contentness, and for creating real proper love within the people that we actually care about most. And without getting too soppy on you guys and all that, the real reason why we do anything is for the people that we actually care about, right? For the people that we love. 
I know that I sure as hell do it for Soph. Like we're set up at the moment where like, I don't have to work anymore. And so everything I can do is by choice, which means that for the first few months of my little girl's life, oh, by the way, I'm having a baby soon, which I'm really, really excited about. I can't wait. And we're going to have a little beautiful girl. And for the first few months of her life, I'm just going to be there like all day, every day. I'm going to see her first steps. I'm going to be there for her first words. I'm going to be there for her first projectile vomit as well, because that's what I want to do. And I think that as business owners, we have an obligation to our family to be able to be there for those special moments. And sure, maybe you've already missed some by now, right? You can't change the past, but you can change the future. So get the fuck out of the spa and start solving your problems. You got five problems written down. You got 10 problems written down. What are you doing to fix it? And then who are you getting help from? Whose shoulders are you standing on in order to fix them faster? Does that make sense? 100%. I haven't been too preachy, by the way. I think we've done the podcast <laughs> now. I think you can just summarize it. So Nailed it. Everyone has their marching orders. Um, yeah, well, I mean, not much more I'm going to add, but Allison, I guess, you know, because you're actually interacting with guys like who are in the spa, mm -hmm. right? You are running contracting businesses day to day who are in this. What do you, what do you see as like one of the easiest ways maybe that they can number one, realize they're in the spa and take that first step to get out of it. Like what are the things that you're seeing guys do, you know, whether it's in the group calls or the one-on-ones? Yeah. A lot of the work we're doing begins with just the awareness, right? Step one is becoming aware of what's not working. And what we're seeing is that having control of their calendar, being in control of their time, really getting connected to the fact that we think we have all these things to do that are urgent and important. When we sit down and we chunk them out and we look at them, they're not all urgent and important. And there is a way to create space and get your time back. And that's what we've been working a lot on lately is just like, really getting connected to the fact that we tell ourselves these stories and a lot of them are just stories. They're not the truth. But when we take a step back and we become aware, now we can do something about it and we get an action and do something about it. Like we're instantly freeing up time that way for these guys, right? Like just, just that simple act of categorizing the tasks. Like there's things that don't have to happen today. They don't have to happen tomorrow. They can be next week, right? It doesn't all have to be right now. Um, so I think that's been the biggest... Uh, one of the biggest things I've seen people have success with and just taking their time back that way. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's not a shock that if you, if you don't have any... And again, not to get again, too preachy, but if you don't have any yeah. structure around your life, you don't have any... Like James said, system, you don't have the stuff, right? Then like, of course, you're just going to stay in the spa. Because you can't exactly. see the forest from the trees, right? Because all you know is just this, this just, it all blends together. And then when you start this adding... The weird thing, dude, that happens is like a lot of people get defensive about being in the spa. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know what I mean, right? Is yeah. that we get into the stage of the spa and we start building all these walls and these defense mechanisms around us saying that no one can help us or, uh, you know, I'm fine where I'm at. I'm doing it. I'm moving forwards and making progress. I'm getting the stage of denial. And it's just like walling up this spa. So now not only are you in this spa, which is really already exciting to be in, but at the same time, you now have an even bigger barrier to yeah, get out because yeah, you have yeah. to climb over something as well. Right. Yeah. I, see, I think the way I see that show up, and I think a lot of contractors will understand this, a lot, of, a lot of the ways in which they create those walls is by going, oh, I'm, too, I'm so busy or I'm too busy or I don't have time for that. Or I don't have time to do X, Y, Z to learn my numbers, whatever it might be, right? Like all those little things are how you build that wall. Because like, no, no, I don't have time. You know, there's no way. 
Right, I'm too busy doing this this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just digging your own grave, right? So a lot of them are very good bricklayers. <laughs> very good metaphorically. <laughs> literally, literally or figuratively, yeah. But like, I think I've, I've built some walls in my time, man. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I and it's just all that's like the first step, right? Is like, okay, like, do I actually believe this? Is am I really, you know, too busy? Because what what I've said to many people on calls that's got a lot of guys uncomfortable and a lot of silence sometimes is when they say that I go, okay, so if your family was sitting right here. Mm-hmm. And they just heard you say that. How would they feel? Right? You going? I'm too busy. Yeah. So you're too busy. If, like, so the 80 hours a week you're working is great for them. Like, are they enjoying that? You think they'd love to hear you say that? That you're too busy for them? Because if you're too busy for all the shit to work on your business, I guarantee you're you're fucking up your family life. Hundred percent. I can almost certainly, 100 percent guarantee that. Right? So you have to just stop and be like, okay, like, is that who you're just going to say that in private to me? Like to yourself? Or who would actually you tell it to your team, to your family? Because you probably wouldn't, right? And that's it goes back to James, the unique special thing, right? Where it's like your your family, like again, they're they're super special, right? Like they're your family. <laughs> There's only one of them, most likely. But they're they're not unique in the sense that they're they're people who want love, they're people who just want your time, or they're not asking for you to bring home fancy presents and you know, be this like super rich, crazy dad. They just want you to be there, right? Like we're all the same. We just want the same things as humans. So I think you can apply that logic as well to the stuff outside of your business where it's like yeah, like we're all special and everybody's different. Everyone has their own story and all this bullshit. But what we all want and what our family wants of us, it's all the same, to be honest. 100%. At least from what I've seen. And I could be wrong, but it seems like, I mean, Allison, you lived this life. You were a contractor right, over your, <laughs> with your, yeah, right? And I yeah. worked too much and I'm divorced. So um, I can say that, yeah, it affects your family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being a workaholic is not a badge of honor. Actually, I learned that the hard way. Um, I'm a recovering workaholic. I highly recommend it. <laughs> but so many contractors, they, they, they wear this thing with, they wear this work thing with such a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. Like I work so yeah. many hours. Like, I started doing so many jobs, you know, we're always like, we always got a project with so many guys and it's like, I got, you know, I got a new truck, you know, it's like, it's this massive badge of honor. Where do you think that comes from James? I'm curious. From a feeling of self-worth and validation somewhere. Like, I mean, if you look at, how kids are brought up. It's, it's fucking like you guys know, I'm not a fan of the schooling system in general. It's, it's a flawed system, but yes, it is the best system we have, but you look at what they teach you in school, work hard, do well in your year 12 exams or whatever year it goes up to over there. And then you can go to university and then you can keep working hard at university and then you can work really hard in your job. And then when you're 60, you can retire and then die five years later after that. Right. It's just like this flawed, stupid system where it's not built about how can you create more value. It's about how can you work as much as possible. Everything is based around working hard. I'm not going to disregard or discredit hard work, but I think that the focus needs to change and needs to shift from being the amount of the volume of work that you put in or the hours of work that you put in to the value that you can create. I mean, do you think anybody here would say no to a job which paid them $10 million a year and they had to work one hour a week on? The answer would actually surprise you. A lot of people would eventually say yes, right? And that's how fucking stupid it is because we want to say, oh, of course I'll take that. But a lot of people, if we look at our lives, that's not the answer. It's not the actual answer that we're giving. It's one thing to say it and speak it, but it's the other thing to live it. And then at the end of the day, it's like if you actually learn how to systemize and improve your business, you can make a hell of a lot more money working a lot less time. That's the other thing too. If you want to go big and you do have this feeling that you want to make a massive business and make a hell of a lot of money, well, you need to learn how to do that. 
Because in the end of the day, if you're still charging out at an hourly rate of 50 or 100 bucks an hour and that's what you're making, you're a long way off from making $10 million, right? How many hours a week do you need to work in order to make you know $10 million paying yourself $100 an hour? In this scale that, which means you need to work less and optimize the amount of value that you're creating. And get a good team in place, like you said, right? It can't be all you. Totally. It's impossible, you know? And I do see some guys who do a crazy amount of revenue, you know, by themselves, but they're just, they're one step away from death, basically. <laughs> oh, dude, I met some of those dudes that are miserable motherfuckers. Like one of my good friends is a guy by the name of Andrew Gosen. And Andrew makes more money than God. He's actually quite happy, but I was talking to him. Like he's got a business. They'll, they'll be doing $20 million a year in the fitness space. Right. And, um, and then that's in addition to all the other crypto stuff that he does where he's making mega bucks there. And he said to me, he's like, dude, I've been really jealous of your lifestyle for a long time. Because I just cruise, I hang out with my dog, I hang out with my chickens, and I hang out what with my wife, and that's it. And he said, he said to me, "He's like, I've been really jealous of a long time." So even though he's got the infinite amount of success, the fact that I have more time is actually more valuable, even though he has a massive, massive company. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's not about it's not about more. It's about who's closer to what they want, right? hundred percent. And he's yeah. crushing it. The dude's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. If you ever want to start a fitness business, go talk to that dude because he crushes it. But at the same time, time is the most valuable thing we have because you can never, ever get it back. Yeah. You, can, you cannot repurchase it. So yeah. And I you think, can't, you I, can't go back and see your kid walk again. No. No. I heard my kid say turtle today. It was super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like a somewhat complex word, but yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> She's been saying do's and does, right? Mm-hmm. Do's, you know, like <laughs> to put it pops like, a turtle. Yeah, Did turtle come before dad. <laughs> uh, no, turtle came after dad. Came after came after dog. Um, but yeah, I think the funny the spa thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the spa thing for most contractors is the working in the business, right? It's like being on the tools, right? It's like and 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 again, what do you know? Well, all the other guys you know who are contractors who also do that and work on the tools, they're all in the spa with you, right? And none of them have got out of the spa, right? It's like oh, it's too dangerous to like get off the tools. It's too dangerous to hire a guy to do the work. It's too dangerous to do all this stuff, right? So all you've known your entire life is a bunch of spa guys because that's what you're taught in trade school is what you're taught, right? When you're getting your apprenticeship, it's the same thing. Everyone's just spawning it up, right? And then maybe those first steps you take is like you start a business and that's kind of risky. It's like you've taken your foot out of the spa. You're like, oh, it's cold, but I'm out of the spa, but it's scary, right? So then you go back to doing the employee role, even though you're the owner, right? So you're jumping in and out, which is worse than being in or out probably, I would say. 100%. Hundred percent. I'd argue it's miserable. <laughs> Not very fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is good. I think this is like I think we uh, this went a lot deeper than I thought it was going to go, which is awesome, but not surprising. So, Allison, I guess like someone's listening, they're super fucking overwhelmed. They're stressed out. They're working a bajillion hours. You know, they have a good business and they have lots of work. Right? Like that's not the issue. What's What's the first thing they can do just to get one little step? Right? Control one little bit of overwhelm. Call PFC. No. <laughs> no. Obviously, shameless plug for sure. No doubt. Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> Always a shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that. I'd say take that pause. I think we don't pause enough in life. I think take a deep breath, pause, step back. What's working? What's not working? Right? Just getting the awareness around what needs to be fixed, I think, is the first step to yeah, doing just, something. Just crazy. About it. Take a day off and not work. Yeah. Right. Like just actually get that it's okay, right? To stop. I think when we're in overwhelm, we don't realize it's when we actually need to stop and think and recharge and then dive back in when we're out of that feeling of overwhelm because there's stress, 
which is stress, which will always be there and how we relate to it is key. But when we get to overwhelm, we've gone beyond that stress barrier, right? So it's time to pause. So I would say, pause, step back, and just regain your control, right? Yeah, you, you can't see what's going on in your business if you're in it. It's impossible, right? Yeah. And you yeah. have to just get a tiny degree of perspective and awareness. So maybe, you, maybe you know, you're in the spa. You're, you know, you're, you're in the spa. You're like this. You're at the level. Maybe it's just you just peek up, right? Right. Just say what's hey, what's out there? Yeah. You know? Take a look. Take a look, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. James, closing thoughts. I think the first thing do that. Those five things, five problems. Yeah. All right. Fix them. Find out what you need to do and who you need to do it in order to fix those problems. Um, if you are feeling overwhelmed, anxious, anything like that, feel free to get in touch. Last time we had a heap of you guys actually go and have a chin wag. We had sh- shoot me a message for a chin wag. Um, so if you want any help, you're with PFC. I'm always going to look after you guys. So just drop me a message. It's pretty easy to find. I've got an unusual surname, which is like either the C word, but with an A instead of a U, uh, or like can't except without an apostrophe. You can just find me anywhere on Facebook. If you need any help because you're with PFC, I'm always going to help you out. Yeah, guys, we'll drop the link in like the show notes. If you're listening on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, it'll be in the comments or in the show notes. We'll drop in the Facebook group. Is it? Is it? Is there like a quick link, James? I can just type it right now. Is it just... Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I think it's like jcf.facebook or something. Anyways, get that. We'll drop it in. We'll drop it in the Facebook group now. And yeah, guys, it, like however you reach out for help, whether it's us to James, I don't really care who you reach out to or what you do to get help. So you got to fix it and get up, right? Like it's, just, just that's, do something. Just do something. Because <laughs> doing totally. nothing is getting you the result you don't want consistently, right? So that's like that's step one, number one. Okay, awesome. So we'll drop that in, guys. Um, again, if you I'll just drop pod- it in the chat for you, Liam. Okay, we're good. I'll drop it on Facebook. So again, if you guys you enjoyed the podcast, hit the like button, um, and a little notification bell, subscribe. James has actually got a killer podcast himself. Um, I'm a big fan of it. You can check that out. What's, what's it called? High performance. Um, high performance conversations. High performance conversations. Yeah. So you guys can check that out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. We'll drop that in. Allison, thank you again so much. And you guys will see you on the flip. It was Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, rock stars! Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.